Oh, man. Jose Altuve left the game in the first inning. Framer Valdez, what were you doing? Throwing so many pitches. You can only go six inning. And then the Astros individually stranded 20 batters. And it's just like, what's going on with the errors? Stop, what? Eric. Eric, we're always positive, always Stros. This is locked on Astros. We won, baby. Like Jeremy Pena, Corey Lee, Super Dubon. I mean, this was a game. Presley through his eighth perfect inning. Like, I'm so excited. I can't, like, I can't hold it in. Let's talk about this. Let's be positive, bro. The Astros beat the Angels. They won another series. They head back on a red eye tonight to get back to Houston to come back home to you, the fans. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Astros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. You can find the red fe- face fellow over there at uh, H Town Wheelhouse. Brett, let's. Uh, where can I find you at? Thank you for at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and Instagram, and at Strohs four one one on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always strove. Sorry, I let my emotions get yeah, the best really of me. Yeah, you got really passionate I, there. You're yeah, like, I, well, I got passionate, and I almost lost my faculties. I was like, oh, my gosh. So, dude, this is going to be a good show. Um, we got some good things to talk about. And another team that we don't like on the East Coast actually got beat by the Reds. We'll talk about that probably mid-show, what goes on around the league. Alrighty, so thank you for making Locked on Astros podcast your first listen every day. And uh, I know on YouTube we had a lot of people uh, check out the Shohei Itani uh, podcast. We had over 5,000 um, views. Why haven't you checked out the Locked on Astros podcast on YouTube? It just takes a second. Just go there. Type in Locked on Astros, hit the little red button, go and give us a like while you're there, and go and tune in on Spotify, tune in, Odyssey, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Check out the Locked on Astros podcast and make us your first listen every day. And so yesterday, it wasn't such a great day, but today, it was a little bit better. It was a tie-tie game, and I know that Framar Valdez uh, he didn't have his best stuff in this game. And for the third time this week, uh, you had run score on pass balls by um, uh, Maldonado. He looks like he's maybe a little bit tired. And that this is something that we talked about in yesterday's podcast. I think it's time to give Corey Lee a little bit more playing time. I know the all-star break is around the corner, but these this team looks tired. They look like they're making a lot of errors defensively. We'll talk about that a little bit down the road. Uh, But hey, a win is a win, and Jeremy Pena got it done in the 10th inning. And this guy, it just keeps on doing thing after thing. And yes, Dubon made that great catch. I was on the phone with um, uh, somebody, and I was like, yes! And uh, she was like, wait, what's going on? And I'm like, this guy just made a great catch, and otherwise the run could have scored, and it would have been another tie game, and I probably would have lost my crap. Yeah. (laughs) You know, here's the thing. It's so funny. We get so used to this team winning that when when things aren't going well against, like, the Angels, who got swept by the Orioles, I believe, before this, you know, everybody starts freaking out. And um, I, I do want to address the 
um, Corey Lee thing because it is important to put context to why he's not out there. And there, there is good reason why he's right. not out there. And it's an observation that a friend of mine and I have been having a lot of conversations um, about the minor leagues. Um, this guy's written, written for the minors. He does mock drafts for the minors with various podcasts throughout the year. And there are some definite things there that we can look at, that we can point to and say, this is why. But Reed Detners came out there today, six innings pitched, only two earned runs, six strikeouts. He looked good. But Framber Valdez, Eric, Framber Valdez, another quality start. He ties Justin Verlander for 15 straight quality starts. That's a club record, six innings pitched, six hits, two earned runs, Six strikeouts. Had he allowed one more earned run, I think he would have qualified for the quality start. But that is huge. Framber Valdez, did you hear about his haircut? Yeah, I mean, he I saw spent it. Like, he spent like $1,000. And he spent four hours like doing it. Four hours and a $1,000 haircut. It was funny. Sparky said, now I can see paying two or 300 but 1000 And I mean, he looked cool. You know, he had a swag. He had his chain. He had his ice on his neck, as the kids say. I don't know. I didn't see a rolly on his wrist, but it's all good. Um, my thing is with Framber Valdez going out there, he had his pitches working when he needed them to. He did give up a lot of hits, but when he gets that spin going, when he can place those those breaking pitches in the zone, it's impossible for the opposing team to hit. Yeah. And this is why this team is so good. You only had two runs, and you only scored those two runs in the first inning. And so your pitching had to come in and sustain you. Your pitching had to come in and save you. All right. So Don Wilson did it in 1971. Actually, Mike Scott did it uh, between 1986 and 1987. And also Mike Scott holds the club record for uh, 20 quality starts in 1986 as well. Well, but, that, well, but I'm talking about consecutive. These are consecutive, starts. I believe, as well, too. Okay, I'm pretty sure yeah. the stat I was looking at on there was uh, consecutive as well. But but anyway, so this was just an awesome. Uh, it was just no matter what, it was just awesome to see. I wrote it down. So Mike Scott, uh, um, what a 1986 season he had. Just how good he was, and what he did in the playoffs that year. Just what uh, awesome guy he was. But to for uh, Farmer Valdez, he had 82 pitches after four innings. For him to only throw like 14 pitches the next two innings, uh, that was just awesome to kind of, uh, otherwise you would have had to throw out, out two more um, relievers there. And so that was a good situation there. So it was just um, awesome to see him just recover there. And he probably could have threw him out there a little bit longer, maybe get another inning out there. He was only at what, 96 pitches, but I think Dusty Baker did the right thing. And Dusty Baker did say before the game that uh, from Rivaldez is likely to pitch in the all-star game. So not probably not start. I don't think he is one of the best pitchers in the game, but he's one of the better game the pitchers out there, but I don't think he'll start, but I think that's going to be um, uh, Shane McCann. Clanahan or probably yeah. um, uh, Shohei Otani. I think one of those two would probably get the start. Uh, but I think McClanahan deserves it because he is the leading Cy Young candidate right now. So I think he, I mean, he's leading over Justin Verlander. I, I would be shocked if he didn't get it because last year Shohei was the starting pitcher, was he not? Right. Uh, so. I think, 
I think he was, I don't remember. Uh, Awesome. But uh, yeah, so it just, it was great. And the only bad thing about this game was the first pitch of the game. I think it was 86 mile per hour slider that Detmers hit Jose Altuve and uh, he stayed in, he ended up scoring. Um, The Astros got the bases loaded and it seemed like, okay, this is going to be a game that the Astros are going to score a lot of runs and uh, but unfortunately, after that, it wasn't until later, until the 10th inning, when they got a runner in scoring position. But uh, Altuve would leave the game, and then uh, the Astros later announced that he has left leg contusion. He is day-to-day, meaning now, that it's a yeah. bruise, it's deep bruise, and uh, nothing to be overly concerned about. But uh, you have to wonder if he will participate in the All-Star game with this. Yeah, I really don't see him. Do, I mean, he may show up. He may be in uniform, but I don't think he – I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to play. He can yield his starting spot to the second-place guy. Right. Um, but what concerns me most is the way that fans continue to cheer when players are hit by pitches, especially right. someone like Jose Altuve. It is a shameful act. It is something that if Angels fans could hear themselves, it is it is absolutely ridiculous, Eric. These fans need to shut their pie hole pretty much. Altuve, anybody. I mean, we don't cheer when Trout gets hurt. We don't cheer when Otani gets hurt. We don't cheer when other players and you should never do that for anybody. That's it's, that's it's mostly Alice. because it is the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. And so they're still associated with the Dodgers in some way. Well, so that's yeah, why they do but, it, so. but they're Anaheim. They're not LA and people in Anaheim don't say I'm from LA. People in Anaheim say I'm from Anaheim. That's a league thing. That's like, anyways, people so still here's hate. the deal. Yeah. You know what? Here's the deal. I could care less about that, but let me tell you what I'm not going to buy those angels fans. I'm not going to buy them like a nice watch or any jewelry anytime soon. But I've got special people in my life, my mom, my wife, people that I love. And if there's an anniversary piece or if there's fine jewelry that I want to purchase where I would go, I would go to BlueNile.com. They're the original online jeweler, high-income adults. You say, whoa, it's your wheelhouse. I'm not a high-income adult. Hey, I'm not either. But here's the deal. They have a credibility with the public, with their base, and they have options for all price points. They have been around since 1999. They've helped millions of couples create the perfect engagement ring. So if guys, if if it's that time of the year and if it's that season and you're waiting to pop the big question, they use the highest ethical standards observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry, whether you're customizing the engagement ring, designing diamond stud earrings, the online jeweler Blue Nile will allow you to create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Expert advice, 24-7 legendary service with 30-day returns. When you commit to a piece, so does Blue Nile. Guaranteed service and repair for life. Diamond price guaranteed. Contact BlueNile.com and compare a competitor's diamond against ours. In most cases, they can beat their price or meet their price. Not perfect, not a problem. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop stress-free. So that's what I'm asking you to do. To make the moment sparkle with jewelry and BlueNile.com, Locked on Astros listeners, get $50% off, $50 off purchases of $500 or more. 
that's $50 off, $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging so they will give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. All right. You know what's not stress free right now? Watching the Astros play defense. It, it seems like um, I know uh, Jer- Jeremiah Clapp says, Do we think the Astros collectively are already on the All Star break? They're sloppy defensively the whole series. Um, I don't think they are. I think what's going on, and actually Dusty Baker was asked about this before the game. He said that they're all kind of fatigued right now. This is the point in year. This is the halfway mark. Keep in mind that uh, they had a shortened spring training and uh, then you're kind of cramming a whole bunch of games and uh, there hasn't been a lot of off time. So uh, th- this is fatigue. This is um, Astros playing really good baseball with the missing Michael Brantley, Alvarez, and uh, then uh, McCullers. You're missing a lot of people. So this team is just a little um, bit tired. And you can see it definitely in Maldonado. He's uh, missing some um, pass balls. And uh, I know that I that somebody like Alex Bregman, who prides himself in defense, he ma- he's making some errors. And uh, Jeremy Pena, he's never played this many games um, as he's going to play this year. So this is going to be uh, this is this is tough. So the Astros are just going to have to use this All Star break to take a little rest and then re- get rejuvenated because this is going to be a long season. You can't use this. Well, they're tired. And so this is why I know earlier in the season you kept on saying, well, why are they having to rest a young kid, Pena? This is why, because he hasn't played a lot of baseball, and uh, these guys get tired. It's a long season. It's It gets hot. Um even in uh, where in Anaheim and all these different ballparks they play in. So, and these late games, you go from uh, playing early, then you play late games. So, uh, I think that the defense is a result to that. And also, um, I, I just I don't know. I don't know why they just struggled this series specifically. Hopefully, it switches with the A's, but they got two wins still. Well, I have heard that Dusty Baker said that stars will rest tomorrow since they get in super late. What's interesting is the A's are coming off of an off day. They are in Houston right now as we speak. So if you're listening on Friday, they got in town on Thursday. So they will be rested up. So the Astros are going to rest some players. If you go on Friday, there will probably be some stars out. Obviously, Altuve won't be there. Obviously, Brantley won't be there. But they are probably going to rest some others. The Martin Malinato corey Lee situation. Um, I want to put context to it because a lot of people are crying foul saying Corey Lee needs more starts. I was even saying it last night. I had an extended conversation with a friend of mine and he said, you've got to understand how major league clubs value players and they value players by the amount of time they give them on the field. And if they didn't give Castro a, a significant amount of time and they're not giving Corey Lee a significant amount of time behind the plate, it's because the drop-off from Martin Maldonado to Corey Lee is pretty big. And it, it that's right. no knock on Corey Lee. He's a rookie, okay? We've got to remember, he is a rookie. They're going to start him against Odor- with Odorizzi. I don't see him getting any other starts. Martin Maldonado has caught the second-most games in the league. That does seem a bit much. He is taxed. He is physically worn out. But apparently, it's that bad. If the Astros trusted Lee enough, 
or had trusted Castro enough, they would have given Martin Maldonado fewer starts. They're not there yet. Right. The fans may be there. The fans may be frustrated. I've even said it, but I have kind of adjusted my expectation there. You don't want to put Corley in a situation where the club doesn't feel comfortable and they put him in a, in a place where he could possibly fail and lose confidence. So they Someone need somebody sit, else. Right. They need to because you can't send him to AAA to get more reps because you don't have anybody else to replace right. him with. And Castro probably is not coming back. They're not going to go out and get Contreras, though. I mean, you can go out and get someone to help out, like a Sean Murphy or someone like that, but that is what you're going to have Think to do. Think smaller, you're, Brett. Think a lot smaller. Think of Smaller than Catherine. Murphy? Murphy's not that not that big. Okay. I mean, he's in Oakland. I mean, he's Sean Murphy's not – I mean, I don't think that guy – He's their starting Oakland catcher, A's. right? Uh, Yeah, but you, have you seen their record? <laughs> That doesn't mean anything. I just, just, he's a starting catcher. They're not going to just give him up. Um, Well, I'm not, well, I'm not saying you give him for like a box of peanuts. Okay. But this is my point. You're going to have to stay the course with Martin Maldonado. I mean, people can quit yelling about Corey Lee getting more games because until he's ready, until they feel like he's ready, it's not happening. All right, so he has Sean Murphy ha, is a free agent um, in 2026, so he has three years of control. Uh, he's batting 237 this season with nine home runs. He has one stolen base, 36 RBIs. He has OPS plus of 109, which is better than league average. He has OPS of 716, which is upgrade over Maldonado. So he would be actual upgrade. Um, he is actually a starting catcher. He would cost a lot. I'm talking okay. about a backup catcher, um, somebody who would complement and be able to start every other day. So, um, so that's just something like that. So I, I think that I mean he's 27 years old. I think I'm not saying that's a bad idea, but he hit 17 home runs last year, 59 RBIs. This, he's a legit catcher and i don't think that the astros have enough to really go out and get him and upgrade at other positions without depleting well, the farm system i i mean they're gonna have to do something though yeah. eric i mean michael brantley there's no timetable um altuve now i mean i mean they're thin where they do have help is they have bullpen they have plenty of starters okay um Lance McCullers, who knows what he's going to be. You know, it's funny. Um, tonight I went to the Space Cowboys game, and um, I got to talk to uh, Jimmy Andersby, a friend of the show. He just got called up, you know, last week when I when I got to meet him um, from off of our interview with him in the offseason. I told him, I said, you're going to be up in Sugarland soon. And then I saw him. I said, see, what did I tell you? And he goes, hey, man, you're pretty good at that. I was like, well, now, don't, don't ask me to guess too many other things in your life, but I'll take one for one. And then I saw Hunter Brown and I told him congratulations on the futures game. And he said, I appreciate it. He said, but you know what, honestly, even though I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. He said, I really wish I was pitching at Minute Maid Park. That's, that's the end goal. Right. And I said, that is the end goal. And I told him fans, our show, everybody's talking about like Hunter Brown's got to be on this playoff roster. Right. And we're like, there's like so many ways you could fit in this club and help the team on a long playoff stretch, possibly another world series. And he right. says, he goes, let's just hope the Astros think that I said, you know what, you know, right on. And so he said, thank you for, 
for the um, encouraging words. And I encourage y'all, if you go to a Space Cowboys game, go stand out in right field, talk to the players, encourage them. Uh, they love that. They do great with fan, fan interaction. So that was encouraging talking to Jimmy and Hunter tonight. All right. Um, I'm trying to pull it up, uh, but uh, some, I, uh, some people are mentioning Tyler Stevenson from the uh, Reds, and he is uh, somebody who is not a free agent until 2027. He is three years into the season uh, to his career, and he is actually a legit catcher. He's batting 321 with the OPS of 863, OPS plus of 131 with six home runs. Uh, he's going to cost a lot. He, you may have to actually trade Corey Lee to get him. I mean, if you're looking for your long ter- your long term person at catcher, Stevenson would be your guy. See, but they're not they're not looking yep. for a long term because their long term right now is Corey Lee. Right. They don't need a long term solution. Martin that's, that's what I'm gonna, saying. It's going to cost yeah. a lot to get Stevenson. And yeah, you're so not going to get. We got to think smaller, and uh, we we're going to save this conversation for a show we're going to do later. That's right. On, we're going to do but, a trade show. Yeah. Yes. So uh, going off, uh, kind of off the injury situation, I know we don't know what's going on with Jason Castro, but uh, earlier in the week, we did uh, have Dusty Baker say that Michael Brantley was improving. He's supposed to start swinging today, and hopefully we'll have him back after an all-star break. But now today we heard that uh, Michael Brantley flew back to Houston to be evaluated and it didn't feel right. He said that he tried to swing earlier this week and it didn't feel right. And Dusty Baker was asked if it was a setback. He said, no, not a setback. It's just not going forward. Whatever okay. that means. So he, well, basically he's, he's, he's the same. Like nothing's changed is what he's saying. Like it hasn't gotten worse and gotten better. It's the same. Right. So right. he's, he's not ready. <laughs> that's basically yeah. what he's saying. It's going to be a while, kids. Right. It's They thought he was ready to go, and then they realized, okay, he's not quite ready to go, so we're going to have to hold the horses, put him back in the stable for a little bit, and see what's <laughs> going on. But the problem is the Astros are without Alvarez. They're hoping that he's back um, for the at, right after All-Star break. But what if he's not quite ready? And what's the word? It's not a setback but it's just not a go forward situation. And then you're without the hitters uh, that you're two, your main hitters going into the trade deadline that that will lead up to our trade deadline show. Like, are you going to go out and make a big time trade? Cause right now Jose Siri is playing left field. He didn't look good today. And then you have Jake Myers and then Kyle Tucker. Aledmas Diaz has been doing pretty good, but how long can he carry this up? Uh, the Astros are missing some key at-bats, but the key thing is that they're playing some weak competition for right now. And how long can you bet on these guys? That's the question. Let's talk about bet online. Yeah, so betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info find all the latest sports developments league reviews news including this year's nhl draft and what that means for each team the major league baseball bet online is your continued source for all your sports wagered information including live betting esports and scores betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season 
BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. If you're watching the British Open, Tiger Woods was minus five when I was watching it. Wasn't having a, a great day at the course, but that is a brutal course over there on the other side of the pond. So head to the website today and use the mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Thoughts by Dusty. Oh, uh, well, this isn't really a thought. I thought it was a thought, but uh, this is on uh, Jose Altuve. Dusty Baker said he wasn't going to play tomorrow anyway, and there'll be several guys off. But I think you already mentioned that earlier. Yes, but, I did. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, the Astros did win three to two. The Astros are 58 and 30. Um, so they are 28 games above 500. Um, so they're, they still are doing good. Ryan Presley, he has retired 24 straight batters since blowing the save against the Yankees last month. He threw two innings for the first time since May 6th and uh, he uh, of 2021. And uh, he did so by saving the bullpen. I mean, there weren't many relievers available after Christian Javier only pitched three and, and uh, two thirds innings the game before. So uh, Ryan Presley had to put his big boy pants on, so to speak, and <laughs> take care of business today. And he did. And that's what clo- the great closers have to do. And so uh, what, what did you see in, uh, from the relievers today? Oh, I mean, you know, Montero comes in. He's throwing absolute gas. Um, Naries, I think he, he had like one or two hits, but Naries is, is you know, dependable as, as he usually is. And Presley, you know, gets his first two-inning save since tw- – actually, two-inning work since May of last year, like May 23rd or something like that. And so, so I think that's huge. Presley is gaining confidence. I mean, people – like – Presley, the feel for Presley in our fan base is they love him when he does great, but when he's not great, they're like, oh my gosh, he's the worst. He has eight consecutive perfect innings right now on the mound. I mean, this guy just gets it done. Yeah, let's see. Nary's okay, two hits. I was right. One strikeout. Montero, three Ks. Presley, two walks. Three Ks. Two two walks, but three Ks. Okay, thank you. Always positive, always strows, bro. Three strikeouts. Yeah, he got two walks. He should. Presley actually should have threw a few less pitches because they made some terrible calls, like strike zone strikes, calling them balls. Just like, what are you doing? Are you trying to win the game for the Angels? And, you know, this Angels organization, man, I mean, it's brutal. But you know what? You know what else was brutal happened today? The New York Yankees lost to the Cincinnati Reds. The Cincinnati Reds defeated them in the 10th inning, 7-6, to six, in extra innings. And this is a series win for the Reds. I mean, this is huge. I mean, this is, this, I mean, this is massive. The Yankees are trying to keep pace for the best record in Major League Baseball. And the Astros continue to take steps closer to tying them because now they're at 62-27. Houston's at 58-30. and I mean, this is great news. The Astros are 7-3 and in their last 10 games. The Yankees are 4-6. and This is a really good trend I like to see. And even though Seattle did win their 11th game and I was upset that Bob Nightingale 
tweeting out about their streak did not jinx their streak. I guess jinxes aren't real now because I thought Bob Nightingale jinxed everything. You know, he would he would jinx Thanksgiving dinner if he could. That's just who he is. But, you know, the Mariners continue to win. But again, I'm not worried about the Mariners because the Astros can play crappy ball and still win games. Yeah, for sure. And don't forget that this weekend, uh, it's I mean, uh, this next week is a MLB draft and the actual Astros actually have a first and second round pick. Uh, that's awesome. The uh, draft will take place between the 17th and the 19th in Los Angeles, beginning at 6 p.m. on the 17th with the um, first uh, 80 picks. Uh, the Astros will have the first pick um at 28, which is uh, the bonus pick, the pool money for that would be $2.6 million. And then they'll also have a uh, pick on uh, 64th, which is 1.1 approximately million. And then 80th pick, which will be 80, sorry, 806,000 uh, bonus pool. And so the Astros have a total bonus pool money uh, of six. Uh, 0.8 million or so uh, to spend on those three uh, picks. So the so, Astros will have three picks uh, t- to spend with that. And so go ahead. So, so their first pick, um, there are several mock drafts that I've looked at and Sterling Thompson out of Florida is a guy that people are eyeing that, that the Astros have actually been, have, have close ties to. Okay. Um, it's the same group of college hitters. Thompson is one of the better pure hitters of, of who's left, and so he gets the nod over Melton or Beck right now. Let me tell you what I found out about this. When they are drafting players, so if if the Astros have been talking to Starling Thompson and another club who's above them wants to wants to take take this guy at 24 or 25, they will call the player. And if the player has a solid enough relationship with the Astros, they're going to say, we're really looking at you. We, we like your tools, kid. We want to sign you. And, the Ast- and he, he, he will say, you know, I'm really counting on the Astros picking me up because I really like what they have in their system. They actually work well with my, with my tool set. And so, I mean, really, honestly, I really want to go, go to the Astros because they've got big things for me over there. Right. And what a team doesn't want to do is they don't want to pick a disenfranchised player. They don't want to pick a player, and the Astros did that. And I, I forget the kid's name. The Astros did that last year with a guy named uh, I think it was Yuri or whatever. And they shouldn't have signed them because there was another team hot on them, and the Astros picked him anyways. And he was the only player that didn't sign with them. Right. So it's it's really a chess match. And these these draftees, it's almost like a marriage or a dating. It's like they are they are connected. Like if you have a relationship with this player that player is going to go tell other teams, I really want to go to them. Like if if the kid wants to be a Yankee, he's going to tell the Astros, I want to be a Yankee. And so they're going to go for the best target available. They're not going to go for a specific position. And they've got, you know, they've got a first round pick. They haven't had that. This is the first draft in over two years. They haven't had a, they've gotten a first round pick. So 
Yeah. All right. So uh, the athletic series at home will start tomorrow. Um, it's going to be Jake Odorizzi versus Cole Irvin. Uh, and uh, Irvin probably wishes he was on a different team because he's three and seven with a 3.32 ERA, which would probably be reversed on most teams. Oh, yeah. Uh, Odorizzi is four and two with the 3.38 ERA. Uh, so who's had success against Irvin? Um, Aled Ms. Diaz is batting 273. Then you have Corey Lee has one hit and two at bats. Chaz McCormick is batting 429 with one home run. And Jake the Rake Myers is three for four against him with a home run. And uh, that's, I guess, Kyle Tucker is batting 267 with a home run. So uh, who's had success against Odorizzi? Um, Let's say Sean Murphy is batting uh, 400 against him. Nobody's hit a home run against him. Tony Kemp, 500. Uh, Chad Penders, 333. So uh, this should be an interesting matchup. Uh, Odorizzi's first game back was terrible. His second game was great. Yeah, he's fine. It's Oakland A's. I mean, this is a bad team, Eric. I mean, it's not a good team. <laughs> these guys, these guys are bottom of the barrel. They're, they're the Orioles of the West. And yeah. I know we like to say, oh, they're a scrappy team. They play us tough. But I mean, this year they're not playing anybody tough. They've only won 30 games. They've, they've lost twice as many games as they've won. They've won twice as many games as we've lost. So um, 29 games out of first place. Yeah, this, this series. Um, stars are going to be resting. Corey Lee will get a chance to start. It'll be at home. Hopefully he can dial up on studying a little bit Cole Irvin tomorrow, and you know oh, take that's him right. Odorizzi did pitch him pitch against him last time, so it was against yeah. the A. So yeah, yeah. So here you go. I I think I think <laughs> it sets up nicely for some Friday night fireworks as well. I mean they're giving and, away cool stuff. So and don't forget that Verlander will be on the mound on Saturday. Hopefully um, all his family matters have been settled because uh, he's been away from the team. So uh, we haven't heard anything about that, but I think that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. Um, uh, We'll be checking back um, sometimes this weekend, maybe, and uh, hopefully the Astros take care of business and we have a great all-star break and we ready to face those Dane Yankees on uh, next week. Uh, So my name is Eric Heisman. His name is H-Town Wheelhouse. We are the Lockdown Astros podcast. Make sure you check us out and make sure you check out the uh, MLB draft show starting July 17th on the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. Right after the first round of MLB draft, join the MLB Prospects expert, Lindsey Crosby, and MLB expert Jeff Ellis as they go deep into on the future stars of MLB baseball. Subscribe now on the MLB prospects so you get notified when they go live on MLB draft night and maybe they get to talk about the Astros prospects. Yes, sir. And we have 69 viewers. Nice. Really? And with that, that's all we got. Ghost Rose. An update that occurred at the end of the taping of the show, Jake Odorizzi has been scratched from the start. He did fly back early to Houston to prepare for the start, and the Astros announced that Jose Arquiti would start. Originally, it was Odorizzi and Justin Verlander, but now it only shows Jose Arquiti and to be determined on both Saturday and Sunday. We don't know what this means. People are speculating it could mean a myriad of things. 
So stay tuned into Locked on Astros Sunday night when we come back. We will have everything locked in for you and ready to go. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel and go ahead and enter the Jake Myers bobblehead contest. Email us LockedOnAstros at gmail.com. Subject Jake Myers. And in the body of the email, give us a screenshot that you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Remember, we are your team every day. Go Strohs.